Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone, and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome, everybody, to Uncluttered and Unfiltered. I'm Eden. Christine is here, too. And as you heard from our introduction, I am chaos on high heels and mostly sneakers. And Christine is your most organized friend, a professional organizer of many years. And we approach things in our lives very differently. But I think everybody our age is dealing with this one topic for sure. And that's aging parents. Everybody right now, at least if in you, my age If group. you're blessed to still have your parents yep. around, they are yep. no doubt getting older. Yes. They're they're definitely mid, mid-80s and my father-in-law is 92. Mm. So, I mean, I'm in the thick of it. You are in yeah. the thick of it. And you, you are day-to-day because your mom lives here in town. Yes. And what about your father-in-law? Uh, they live down south. And okay. so, same with my mother-in-law, who's also in her late 80s. Okay. So, so I I experience this not only myself, but with all my friends who are going through the same exact thing, trying to get long-term care for themselves and trying to, you know, find places for their parents and the cost of it and the emotional toll. So one thing that happened to me just this last week, and you and I were texting in the meantime, I took the girl child to the OBGYN. She had a visit and I was in the waiting room. And the girl child is 22, by the way. So, But I took her there because it was across town. It was a new location. The doctor had moved, and she's not beyond going by herself. But let's think. Let's just think back to even younger than that. Let's say if she was 17 or 18, and she would want mom to take her, right? So I'm sitting in the waiting room, and a guy I know walks in, a man in his 50s with his mother. And I thought, oh, how the times do change. Here I am with my daughter taking her to her doctor's appointment. Here he is with his mother bringing her to her doctor's appointment. And I thought, this is a picture of what life is. This is a snapshot of how things turn on a dime. Well, I made a list because I see so many things that people don't realize when they have aging parents, um, the toll it can take on you. And one thing is how emotionally draining it can be because you want your old mom back or your old dad back, and that's not going to happen. And it just is something you never really prepare for. Like I find people saying, that's not the mom I knew. That's the, you know, and so I think getting therapy for yourself when you're taking care of an aging parent is so important because like I said, it could be draining. It can be depressing. They're depressed and you don't know how to fix it or what to do. And so I think it's just, that would be at the top of my list is to get help for the emotions you're feeling. You're kind of like mourning a death almost. Most, even though they're still alive. 
That doesn't even take into account memory care. Right. I was watching the local news recently. I shared this with you. And I wouldn't share this except that he shared this on television, former coworker of mine, um, retiring, a weatherman. And he said, and his hair has gotten silver over the years. And he said that one, once he retires, he's going to dye his hair brown again so his mother will recognize him again. Because when he would go to visit her in memory care, she wasn't recognizing him with his white hair. And so that made me feel so terrified because I do sometimes look at my kids and I only see them as the little babies they once were. So when we start getting into the whole um, aging and it's hard for me to accept that I'm aging, that means therefore it's going to be hard for me to accept that they're aging. Well, and that's one thing I think, at least I personally, is it's hard to be around aging parents because you see your future and it gets depressing to you. And, you know, I think that's one thing that a lot of my friends have been going through is you you just don't want to look at what's going to happen when you're in your 50s, when you're in your 60s, even in your 70s. I mean, you're still, you know, young and going about your life and but it's inevitable. I mean, it's something that people need to talk about. I even think support groups for people whose parents are in, you know, one of mm-hmm. the facilities due to dementia and illness, whatever it may be, because they aren't the parents you had. And it's so sad, but it's reality. Let's look at an organizational point of view for a moment, if we could. You as an organizer have oftentimes been to people's homes after they pass. And so that's very difficult. We did a whole episode on what's called Swedish death cleaning, which isn't as dark as it sounds because it's a celebration of life. It's just making sure that everything you have is what you're using day to day and passing things along before it's too late. So maybe it is dark. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, what can we do as the children of aging parents towards helping them to feel a reduction in clutter or help them in that regard? Well, first of all, I can tell you for I'm, I've been doing this for over 15 years. It is so important to do it while they're still alive, even if it's taking one closet, one room, just the garage, the kitchen. Once you start to see what an impact that has, it makes your life easier when they pass because People, all the kids end up having to deal with all the clutter that's left and they're grieving. They're sad. They're depressed. I mean, they just lost a parent and now they have to deal with a house to sell and all the contents of the house. And what do they do with it? So I think, well, the person is still alive, go through things and almost, well, they're still of the right mind to do it. Um, because when they're not, it's easier because they don't know what you're getting rid of. But it's important because there may be things of value, things you want to keep. And so doing it together, and no one likes living in clutter. I'm going to repeat that. No one likes living in clutter. So once the clutter is removed, it takes the stress out of everyday living for you and the parent. So I can't tell you how much means to start getting rid of the clutter before they get to the part of downsizing or moving to assisted living. So 
in a past episode. And speaking of that past episode, Kathy Devine, who was here with Financial Advice, is going to be joining us again in this episode to talk about this very subject. However, in that same episode, I mentioned my grandmother stowing jewelry away in a bathrobe pocket. A couple of things could have gone very wrong there. One is she didn't have the chance to retrieve it and hand it over to me, tell me the backstory about it, which I love. It was a gift from my grandfather, but also it could have very easily been donated to the Salvation Army or to Goodwill or or to a, a thrifting consignment type situation because nobody knew it was there. But the other part of it was she did have the opportunity to share with me a story about it. Now, I have another piece of jewelry that was given to me by my other grandmother that was just found in her jewelry box after she passed. I have that piece of jewelry and would love to know the backstory. It's a locket and there are photos in there and I don't even know who they are of. So when you go through and do this kind of an uncluttering situation, it really gives them a chance to share with you some information you otherwise might not ever ever get. Absolutely. I think everything has a story. And so that's part of why it's so important to go through everything because you want to know some of these stories and you want to know the importance of what some jewelry is valuable. Some's just, co- you know, costume jewelry. It's not even worth, you know, mm-hmm. talking about or going through. So you need to know what those are. So you're not getting rid of things that may be of some value and also getting rid of the junk junk. I mean, it's so important to go through it when the person is still you know, living in their home, living in their apartment before they get to the assisted living part. You bring up that assisted living and there is another whole piece of therapy that should go along with that because the guilt that goes with having to make that kind of a decision for a relative has to be unspeakable. Well, I have so many friends that have gone through that and it's it's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. I mean, it's heart-wrenching. I mean, you're doing something for the good of the person, but they generally never want to go. And that's what the hardest, hardest thing is. And I mean, that's why I always, you know, one thing I did when I turned 60 was get long-term care. And mainly because of seeing what every one of my friends was going through, I think when you see your future, you want to do something about it. And so I got long-term care because I knew how expensive these places were and to hire an in-home health person, nurse, whatever whatever you need to take care of your loved one was expensive. And I see, you know, news segments on how it's bankrupting people. You know, they're spending so much of their money taking care of their elderly parents and they're left with nothing. So that's why long uh, the last part of Kathy's talk was on long-term health insurance and care. Well, let's bring her on right now. Kathy Devine, she has been a CPA for 32 years. For the last 20 years, she has helped a lot of families with their net worth. She does wonderful work in the charity circles as well, helping families that are dealing with childhood cancer through the Tom Coughlin J Fund. But last, the last time she was with us, we did speak quite a lot about how you should have a spreadsheet and how you should know what you have and what you don't have and about insurance. But now, Kathy, welcome back. Let's talk about long-term care and all of the aging parent issues that Christine and I just kind of went over. What are the things you advise your clients? I'm 
Decluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds, that's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. I mean, long-term care insurance is some of the best insurance you can have. And going back to if you're working for a company, you should get whatever benefits they have available. And oftentimes they have it. And oftentimes it's the cheapest way for you to get it. What I would say is you need to make sure that the organization that you're selecting is a very good um, insurance agency, you know, top rated Because what you don't want is for that company to go bankrupt after you've been, and that's a thing. Did you just see my eyes? I know. How do you, how do you, because you know how, you know, you ask them. I mean, you basically can compare them. You, there's ratings that happen in the insurance industry. The insurance industry is very regulated. And so there's ratings. Um, Obviously, if it's a name that you recognize, like New York Life or something that's been around for a long time. But be careful of any fly-by-nights. You know, you just mm-hmm. want to make sure that the organization that you're picking for this, because it is really expensive. And, and you know, like you all, I I'm have dealing with a similar type situation. Uh, last fall, my grandmother, who was 103. Oh, my God. Yes, um, because my parents are in their 80s. My sister and I were really having to, because she'd lived so long, we were really having to kind of help kind of take care of her, figure out, you know, the everything. And so, you know, once she started to get up in age again, I was like, okay, do we know everything about her? Where, you know, where are her assets? Where's everything? So when COVID hit, I said, all of you were sitting down, we're spelling it all out. We're doing a spreadsheet. We're talking about what happens, you know, when you can't be taken care of. Do you go to assisted living? Do you have enough money for it? And so we just had some very frank conversations because COVID at first was a little scary before we kind of knew, and especially for older people. So, um, you know, having a caregiver for her, we ended up having a caregiver for her. You know, it was $200,000 a year because we had to have, she lived by herself because that's just how Gigi rolled. She, <laughs> Gigi. Gigi. Go yes. Gigi. Yep. She lived at home until the till the very end. And so we had someone to come in and take care of her 24 hours a day. That's a coordination process. You know, you have to vet them. Are they really taking good care of her? So, you know, there's some emotional things to consider as well. Like you said, it's very hard to say, we really think you're better off going here. You know, not to mention the, you know, financial concerns and impacts of that as well. And so having that long-term care insurance is huge. So what about for the person taking care of the elderly person, if they don't have the finances to put them in a facility or to hire a caregiver, is there any kind of um, financial services that can help out with that? Or are they just stuck bringing them in to live in their house and take care of them? 
So it really, you know, it really kind of depends what the person that you're taking care of has in their life. So, you know, Medicare does, especially if there's health, you know, concerns or reasons why you have somebody who needs some extra care. You know, Medicare does provide that and they provide benefits, but they're, I would call them minimal at best. You know, it's the government. So it's you're, you're going to kind of get what you pay for. And so that they end up providing only kind of skilled living facilities and stuff that you would never want your family to be in. And so um, and, and what happens is in order to qualify for some of that, that you have to show that you've actually that that the your family member doesn't actually have any assets to go anywhere else. And so you don't want to be in that situation. Um and I mean, everybody deals with it, you yep. know, and so, yes, it, it might involve bringing them into your house because you don't have the resources. I mean, there there really is not because it is so expensive. There's really not. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other options out there. So long term care insurance is, is huge, is huge, huge. So people, when do you get that? When, you get it when you're young, when just you're like young. when you, you know, are planning for retirement, you start doing it way before you think you're going to need it. And so then that way, the burden doesn't fall upon, you know, our children to to take care of us. And so that's what I, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, my wealth, I'm I'm saying there's money there to take care of us because I don't, you know, I don't I don't want them to you be using their money to, mm-hmm. to do that. So insurance is is just a piece of the puzzle. What are some of the things that our aging parents and all of us need to be aware of scams that are out there or maybe they're not scams, but they're certainly not in their best interest? Uh, oh, I'm gosh. talking about all the midday TV shows yes. and, the, also- and the Tom Selleck trying to sell you mortgage your house. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that sound good, but really in the the long term end up being a bad idea. So you were you mentioned reverse mortgage, uh, which is basically you know, selling your house to the insurance company, they basically say, here you go, you know, we'll we'll give you money to live on. But then what happens when that money runs out? And there's, you know, I mean, it's, it can be bad. And that's really kind of a desperate situation that you really don't want to be in. You know, also, you see, I saw tons during open enrollment for for Medicare. Yeah, I saw tons of commercials, you know, you you should sign up for Medicare Advantage. Which uh, for some people who are on a very, very small fixed income, it might be a good idea, but they make it sound like it's the Mac Daddy and the best of everything when in actuality it isn't. And it limits the doctors that you can go to. And probably none of your doctors are on that list. In fact, you know, I my doctors are at Mayo Clinic and they sent a big letter when my husband was turning 65. FYI, don't pick that Medicare Advantage plan or you can't come back. Right. Okay. And so, you know, it's it's important to understand everything, especially the the long-term care insurance. There's so many different levels and um you know, things that you can kind of choose from that you want to make sure that you understand really what you're going to get no matter what. I find this so fascinating. It's fascinating, but it's also terrifying because right. I find myself and Ladies listening, tell tell us if you feel this way. I find myself nodding my head and congratulating myself on still being super young and like, oh, I'm one of the young ones who can. And then I remember, oh, wait a, wait a minute. I'm 57. Young would have been to do it when I was 40 or 
35 or 30. So it's there's expensive. still plenty of time, but it's yeah. not going to be cheap. It's not going to be cheap. That You know, in your 40s is the perfect time to start mm-hmm. thinking about long-term care insurance. When you're 60, it's just that much more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. It, it Not saying that it's not worth it. Again, just like life insurance, you just have to balance, you know, what I, this is how much I'm paying and what is being taken, you know, what am I taking away from by by having to pay those premiums and what it is, it's giving you a peace of mind. It's really giving you, you know, how we're realizing, oh, gosh, this is, um, you know, something we have to help our parents with. It's giving our kids peace of mind that we've helped them ahead of time with how to handle this. Absolutely. That's exactly what I think, too. I think it takes the burden off your children, just like organizing, getting rid of stuff, decluttering their homes. It's the same thing. You're taking the burden off your kids. And you're sleeping better at night and you're earning that glass of wine or (laughs) whatever it is that... So is there anything else, ladies, and I and Kathy, I'm including you in this conversation, too, because even though you're a spring chicken at the tender age of, what did you say? 55. 55. Almost 56. She's a oh, baby. She's a baby. <laughs> she's a baby. But, but is there anything else, either of you ladies, financial or other, that you'd like to add on the topic of aging parents, of anything you've experienced or anything you would caution others to be aware of? I, I think um, going back to our, our financial literacy conversation is having that healthcare surrogate in place is just making sure that you are on all of their records so you can call and get information about them because, you know, they start to get confused. And even if it's not really dementia or something, they can't remember as well. And so you want to make sure that you know what's going on and so that you can call the doctors yourselves and kind of help with that and that you can, you know, call around and make decisions about, you know, places or, or, you know, people. And and when we were taking care of Gigi, like we started out at a like Brooks rehab and, you know, had somebody kind of coming in. And then we realized that that wasn't really the best opportunity for us. And so we had to kind of hunt for people on our own. I mean, you learn as you go along, but the the more that you can be kind of entrenched in the knowledge of of what's out there or what your you know your family member needs the the better you are as time goes on so we encourage you if you're only just finding our podcast now to go back and listen to the episode that featured Kathy on financial literacy we we covered so much more than just what you're hearing today. We talked about life insurance. We talked about making that spreadsheet. We heard about one of Christine's recent projects when she turned 60, which is a notebook that really covered everything. She wanted to make sure everyone knows she gets excited. You say notebook, and she's like, notebook? And- so I actually, I don't know if you noticed this, actually decided to go with a paper notebook just for this podcast. Just just for this. Everything else I have to do, I have to do on my phone. I can't stand it. And I'm going to use paper. But we also offered, and this is still out there on our Ladies Only, Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook page, Kathy's notes from that episode and for this episode, as well as a spreadsheet that she is creating just for everybody to use. So the place to get that once again is on Facebook, Uncluttered Uncluttered and Unfiltered. Kathy Devine, I know that you've changed lives today. Absolutely. I really believe that, Christine, your suggestion to have Kathy on and Kathy, your willingness to be here has definitely impacted a lot of people for the better. And so we really appreciate that. A couple of things we like to ask you to do is subscribe wherever you're listening. And the reason subscribing is great is it notifies you every time we drop a new episode. So if you would just hit that subscribe or follow every 
Every platform seems to be different. Reviews are great. They evidently do good things for other people finding us. But the most important thing is that you find us. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Everyone else, uh, share with friends. Join our Facebook group. Find us on all social platforms. And remember that when you take care of these things early so that they aren't a burden to your family, only then can you let it go. And don't look back. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.